This episode is brought to you by CovenantSpice.com, the fun, safe, and affordable way for Christian couples to take their sex life to the next level. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio. We're having honest, straightforward, no candy coating, no holds barred. There's got to be other things we could be saying, too, about what, what we, conversations we have here at Sexy Marriage Radio about sex and marriage, because we really believe that married sex is the hotbed for sex, and we want everybody's bed to just be hot. How's, how's that? <laughs> I think that, it, I think that works. Um, this is Dr. Corey Allen alongside my wife, Pam, again. Uh, hey, everybody. And, and today we're going to have uh, a lot of fun with this show. Yeah, it's going to be a good day. We've got some uh, newfound friends that are going to be joining us. Uh, these are uh, couples that I've come across uh, over the years of doing Sexy Marriage Radio and kind of watching and being the lurker of their shows. And so we're going to bring them on and we're going to do just a marriage roundtable. So it's just we're going to have just a casual conversation among uh, married folk, I guess you could say. Folk is a Texas term for those of you that are new to Sexy Marriage Radio. So if you are new, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Um, if you want to find out about us more or have any questions or comments or topics that you want us to cover, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. You can also send us a voicemail. Call the voicemail line at 97 97- 214-702-9565. Apparently, I can't even remember my own phone number. Um, but we do uh, listen to everything that comes in, read everything that comes in, and it becomes future shows. And so we, we do think of this as listener-driven radio, and we value the Sexy Merge Nation that is out there helping make this show all that it can be. And if you like it, please jump on iTunes and give us a review, give us comments. That helps us climb the charts in the sexuality category, which is just filled with a lot of junk. I guess you could say. So you have let's something? Br- I'm just saying, let's bring in, introduce the other folks out there that are bringing good stuff to the table. Well, fair enough. It's, uh, but it's, no, you're right. It's not just our show. We're having them join us. So uh, I'd like to formally introduce, um, this is uh, Seth and Melanie Studley of the Anatomy of Marriage. Hello. Hi. And then. Great to be here. Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gindel of Only You Forever are here with us as well. Hey, Corey. And so this is just going to be fun because um, I've been, I, I met Melody by being on Anatomy of Marriage, uh, their, their first season, I guess it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they put out a really good show, just so you know. Thank you. Yes. Tell us how long you guys have been around. How long have you had your show out there? We started, I think, into, well, we started in... 2015, I think, but it Mm -hmm. started not as a, like a real normal podcast. We sat down in our car and recorded a conversation looking back into a really tough time in our marriage. Like Mm -hmm. we recorded it on our iPhone and that conversation slowly turned into what became the anatomy of marriage podcast. So that, but that was like three years ago or something, Mm -hmm. but now it's just grown into something. And we, we wanted to create a resource 
that we wish we could have listened to when we were yeah, getting almost then. divorced. We That's went fantastic. through some really crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff. And then, mm. so I was on with them and then, uh, Caleb reached out to me. I don't even remember how many years ago it was, Caleb, when you first kind of, uh, entered into each other's radar of you just, yeah. you sent me an email. Yeah, I remember. Years. And, and that yeah. started, that started some dialogues back and forth, some phone calls we've had some help, you know, some just little tips and points and yeah. ideas. And I mean, we both tried to help each other with this thing, but the only you forever podcast, tell me how long that's been going. Well, we're just coming up to an anniversary. So that launched in May of 2014. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, Congratulations. Cool. So it's, yeah, it's been going on for a while, and we're actually just coming up to a huge milestone for a million downloads too, which is pretty ah, well. Yeah. Congratulations! Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That is a big deal. Yep, I like that. And they also yeah, did. Um, you guys did a like a retreat this past year. Yeah, and uh, thanks to you for the conversation around that to initiate that. But we had a dozen a dozen couples come with us on the marriage cruise for smart couples, and mm-hmm. uh, that was a really it went over really well. It was a really excellent first experience, and people learned a lot. Uh, they came with a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of and new hope. skills, and hope. That's too. great. So we were really happy with how that went. That's great. Where did you go on your cruise? Uh, it was a Western Caribbean cruise that went out of uh, Fort Lauderdale and went around uh, a couple spots in Mexico and Grand Cayman Islands. On oh, the, twist uh, my arms. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah, really and nice. So the other interesting uh, ca- caveat of this dynamic of us is that um, each of the women in these couples are married to therapists. <laughs> High five. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that's one of those like... Um, that means a lot of different things. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> you know what's funny is that was the original title for our podcast was going to be called Married to Therapy. Because right. it was it's like its own it, world adventure when mm-hmm. your husband or spouse is a therapist. A lot like, of diagnoses flying around, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I have everything in the DSM five. Okay. Congratulations, well Melanie. Well done. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So where I want to go today is uh, since we are talking about marriage and I mean, so we also need to get the background of. So the Studleys, you guys have been married how long? It'll be 14 years, 14 years in August. August. Congratulations. And then Caleb and Verlinda. Uh, 18 and a half. 18 and a half. Wow. We're the veterans. That's okay. This, yeah. That's, that's 18 and a half is, is awesome. I like it because you guys, we have lots of years uh, represented because Pam and I are doing 25 in May. So wow. Woo. Wow. this awesome. is, this is, yeah. this is wow. great. So it's lots and lots of years of married life represented in this call and in this video. Um, so where I want to go is if you look back through the history of, uh, you know, if you want guys, fellas, if we want to pull from our professional, we can, but I think more, let's just go kind of uh, life and, and married couplehood. What are some of the best marriage advice things you've heard? What are some of the worst marriage advice things we've heard? Or maybe even said to people, uh, if you're talking about as we look through this lens of life together and just kind of see, uh, I would love to hear the myths and then let's debunk them that need to be debunked. <laughs> and then let's, let's confirm the ones that need to be uh, spread further. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? So in yeah. uh, the true round table nature, I'm just going to, this is a popcorn event. So whoever wants to jump in, jump in. 
because I think this can be a lot of fun on just wherever it may go. Well, I, I'll go first. I remember, and this has family of origin stuff tied into it, which is another interesting layer to it. But there was there was a lot of um, turmoil before Melanie and I got married with my family because they're from South Carolina and they didn't want me to do it and stuff. So my, my dad gave me some marriage advice and he said, and I think this was on our wedding day, actually. He said, Seth, well, in marriage, you can be right or you can be happy. And, and I've, I've heard that one before. Maybe, maybe you guys have heard it before, yep. but it really illustrates kind of what he thinks about marriage in general. And I remember that just kind of hit me sideways. Like, well, no, it, it doesn't have to be that black and white, does it? I can be right or I can be happy. No, I'm not. I'm going to find some middle ground that works for both of us. Okay. There. So that, that's one piece that I remember. I don't, I haven't adhered to it, but I, I definitely remember it from about 14, 13 years ago. Yeah. Not very helpful. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> that, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah thanks, yeah. Dad. We'll send out, send out notes. Um, yeah. Cause that's interesting. What comes to my mind with that is the happy wife equals happy life mantra. Yeah. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. that, that I see a lot with the men I work with in my own experience of don't make my wife mad, you know, cause then that, that changes the whole mm-hmm. dynamic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If well, mom ain't happy, that, nobody's uh, happy. There you go. That's that's a good phrase too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that? Why do you think that works out or doesn't work out? The happy wife, happy life. Because I had that uh, from clients too, and you know the the one person that said it to me the most, their marriage actually failed. They weren't mm-hmm. able to. Uh, save I'll it. give you my yeah. opinion on that. Because then you're just married to a nice guy who's got no guts and doesn't stand up to anything. And I want to be <laughs> married to a man who's a man. And isn't just trying to cower to me because he thinks it'll make me smile. Mm-hmm. I want a man that's me. That's yeah. It's interesting that you say that. We just talked about that not that long ago, where because um, we're doing in our podcast, we had uh, sex therapy sessions with Dr. Tina Shermer Sellers, and we we uh, did the audio for it. And it's one of the things I said was when Seth sort of would cower if I like if I was mean or whatever, and he would kind of back off and cower it made me respect him less, which Mm. is super weird and Mm -hmm. very backwards. And I was not being good, obviously, but um, that was one of the things that was like, I don't even, uh, it it just changed the way I saw him when he couldn't sort of stand up to me Mm -hmm. and let me win. It was like, ah, this is not a great dynamic. So not happy wife, happy life. That's not correct. (laughs) Yeah. I think the other component of that is it, it creates a pleaser or it comes across to a, a wife who's also a mom as another one of the children. Oh, yeah. That it's something yeah. else oh, I yeah. have to manage. Mm-hmm. And I've yeah. yet to meet a full-grown, vibrant, healthy woman that likes being married to a child. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that fits in that, in that mantra right. as well. Not very sexy. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. But you know what? I appreciate being cherished. Like, I appreciate that Caleb likes to make me happy. Yep. So mm-hmm. while I don't want him to tiptoe around and never upset me, I do appreciate that. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, I think there is some Absolutely. truth to it. I, no, I, I, I think there's, and that's where we probably make, like Seth, you were talking about the middle ground of I got to find a way yeah. of I can be yeah. right or I can be happy. 
and I got to find right. the middle ground. That there's the middle ground of I got to love, I've got to cherish, I've got to honor, but I still mm-hmm. have to be me and stand for what I believe and not be treated poorly or treat people poorly. Because you know, I use the phrase a lot: 180 degrees from crazy is just another form of crazy. So <laughs> if if I go opposite of just being some big punk kind of a dude that goes old school. Um, my way's the highway. I'm the law. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. we're not in the fifties and forties and thirties, you know, yeah. anymore. So well, it, yeah, it makes me think of too. Uh, it, it doesn't allow for when we think of, you know, very one-sided things like happy wife, happy life. It doesn't allow for the complexity of each spouse to really shine. Mm-hmm. And it not only does it put the wife in a position where she's holding some sort of power that isn't balanced and it makes her feel like, Oh, now I'm parenting my husband. But then in the same exact time, it makes the husband, it doesn't allow him to be fully himself. And so that's, there's a huge sort of crumbling in both directions. It's Mm -hmm. not just like the wife is the bad one or whatever. Mm -hmm. It it causes problems all around. And so it's, I don't know, when when we don't allow for complexity to blossom in our relationships, regardless of our gender or our role, then we we suffer and we struggle. And I think that's a huge dynamic there. Absolutely. Probably the most helpful piece of advice I ever had. And or it came in the form of a question and it, it came in a very Christian context and then I'll translate it into a more uh, therapy context. But um, so it was uh, one of my supervisors and he said uh, he was using Ephesians 5 in the Bible, which talks about how Christ died for the church. And so husbands ought to lay down their lives for their wives. Right. And so his question was just think of it this way. Like, how are you dying for your wife today? Hmm. And that was just such a challenging question. And I think, you know, I work from the EFCT model. So when I, when I look at it through that framework, what I notice is that when marriages are very, very distressed or even reasonably distressed, that the, each person in the couple is acting towards self-preservation rather than marriage mm-hmm. preservation. Mm-hmm. And the, the idea of sort of, of approaching the marriage sacrificially causes you to step out of what you need to preserve yourself to step away from your own fear and rather orienting towards, okay, what does the coupleship need? What do we need as a marriage? Mm-hmm. And so that, yeah, that's been really helpful for me because it's kind of a really blunt question too. And it often yeah. kind of, those kinds of questions can crystallize yep. things mm-hmm. as well. It's kind of like asking yourself to take a 35,000 foot view of the marriage and not a, five foot view of yourself right in the mirror in, in, in the mirror but asking yourself what does this marriage need not not so much what i need in that point but what does the marriage need what does my wife need what do we both need in yeah. that and i think when i think that's that just resonates with us because when when our stuff really turned around we started looking at the marriage at the at the larger picture of what we collectively wanted and then both agreed to work towards that. And of, of course it was a process, but it was a helpful process for sure. Yeah. That's good. And hopefully that continues to go and, and the path helps kind of shift the whole focus to where you do realize this is a partnership. It's a team. It's, yeah. it's a camaraderie. It's a bond that's unlike any of the other relationships we have where mm-hmm. we keep it as a priority. So yeah. On that same vein, because this is the one of the ones I run against most as far as the, the worst advice, and it's not necessarily straightforward, kind of like what, Seth, you were told straightforward, or Caleb, mm-hmm. that you were even you know heard. It's more kind of a societal thing, 
and it's one of the the most damaging lines in Hollywood history to me is Jerry Maguire's "You complete me." Mm. Oh mm. yeah, and that whole it it to me it's this it, it's it's that myth of I need to find the one or I need mm-hmm. to find mm-hmm. I'm I'm somehow not a full functioning being solo, right? And mm. I see so much struggle among people. And then even in our relationship early on of, okay, I, you know, your, your weaknesses are supposed to, I'm supposed, my strengths will overcome your weaknesses and vice versa and together, you know, and it's like, okay, I don't think that's necessarily completely true. Like what was being sold. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so dangerous too, because you, you, you think, well, in our, in our own story, we thought, I thought, okay, when we get engaged, then things will just be smooth. We'll, we'll do this. Oh, that didn't work. Okay. When we get married, then we'll reach this, this pinnacle of, of whatever <laughs> I, I was, right. I was greatly right. wrong. And then, so Corey, your, your advice makes me think of some of the best advice I got. And this was fairly recently too, which is really interesting. And it uh, actually, the guy's name is, um, I can't think of his name. Darn it. Cody, Cody Jefferson. He's a great guy. And he, he was talking about the importance of loving ourselves and taking care of ourselves first. And of course that goes, that's, that goes completely opposite of, of, Oh, well die, die to yourself, give your wife all this stuff. However, if we're not healthy in, in supervision groups, we say a healthy, healthy therapists do healthy work, right. Mm-hmm. With, with clients. And, and so if, if there's a, an unhealthy spouse or, or, or wife or husband, things aren't going to go so well. So really that self-reflection and, and discipline to do the work that we need to do and make sure that we're, you know, the, the, ter- the term self-care gets thrown around all the time. And I think that can go downhill pretty fast because then you're just spending tons of money, you know, in the name of, of self-care. Well, it's a self-care. What do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> and that, that just doesn't, that doesn't work out. However, when I was able to differentiate some, some things in our marriage and about myself, I really dove deep into who I was, my, what my identity was, not as a husband, just as a, a person, like who is, mm-hmm. who is Seth, right? In relation to all these things, all these different roles that we play, who is Seth? And I'm still working on that, but it's so exciting to like come to that point. And I've found that our marriage is just blossomed right. as as we do our own individual work and right. it, it's a it's a great thing yeah. i like your sound effect for blossoming because that's the noise all the flowers make <laughs> <laughs> An exploding flower. Wow, it's really loud in spring around the world um, <laughs> yeah it, that makes me think of uh like you know at weddings when they do the thing where you like put sand in a cup together and one sand is like white and one sand is uh-huh. pink or whatever i mean y'all know what i'm talking about <laughs> we're with like, you gotcha gotcha so, um, it, yeah it makes me think of um in imbalanced relationships, if you were to visualize a couple pouring their sand into the thing and one cup is empty and the other one has a bunch of sand and they're both like pretending to pour, but one has nothing in it. And Mm. when we're not taught to be self-sufficient and strong and smart and like bring solutions and solve problems and know that we have value, we really kind of have an empty cup and Mm -hmm. we think we're pouring out of it, but nothing's coming out. It's kind of the way that that makes me think. And on, on top of that, um, just as women, and maybe y'all can say differently, but I wasn't taught to uh, really feel like my independence was valued. It was more like, oh, your dad is in charge of you right now. When you date, your boyfriend is in charge of you. And then when you're married, your husband is in charge of you. That's Mm -hmm. 
kind of the message that I got growing up was uh, you just wait for another man to take care of you. Mm. And so when we came into our marriage, I had a whole lot of like, oh, I need Seth to be doing these things for me. He's supposed to be um, the spiritual head of the house. So that means I don't need to learn anything because he'll learn it for me, right? And that caused right. so much problems because I was just looking at him like the endless tap of wisdom and the care and love. And I would just sit there like receiving with an empty cup and that didn't work <laughs> at all. So yeah, that's the analogy that I that is That's an interesting dilemma because if you couple that with happy wife equals happy life. Look at the recipe for disaster. If people really took that hook, line, and sinker to the fullest, that that would be for a relationship. I mean, Caleb, that's what you're talking about of the couple you worked with that kind of followed that, and it didn't work well for them. No, no. It ironically, um, it seems like it ends up putting a lot of a lot of work back on the wife um, to to try to be happy because that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Right. So she end up, she ends up managing the relationship more, uh, which we're socialized for in our culture too. Right. A lot of the relationship management is put on women Mm -hmm. in our world and, uh, and it ends up creating the, the disempowered or, uh, disenfranchised husband or Mm -hmm. emasculated. Mm -hmm. Wussified. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of phrases (laughs) we could put in there. (laughs) Kind of. Okay. So uh, let's yeah. switch it to some of the best, because obviously, I mean, I, we could probably do multiple shows on what's the worst that we've heard, just because it, the world is full of it. But I also want to add, what are some of the things that you've come across that are the best? One of my favorites is just one that really I've gotten from um, in the last few years, and it's we say a lot on the show, would you want to be married to you? I think that goes back to the self self-care, you know, Seth, to your point of what you were just talking about, about working on you, but it's really a, a, a looking at me and saying, wow, my reaction just then, would I want Corey to have done that? Would I want to be married to what I just did? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's really helped me look a lot differently as at who I am as a wife and who I am and what I'm bringing to the relationship um, to make that something more desirable. Yeah, I want to be married to that. Mm-hmm. Or no, I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I'm not even sure where that yeah, came from. Good. I think that was just something red red came across one day. Yeah, and started proposing it. So. Yeah, I heard that on Sexy Marriage Radio, and yeah. I was like blown away. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, no, oh. I don't want to be married to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's that profound of a statement, it was mine. I came up with it. <laughs> Not, not really. Whoever it was that came up with it, I got to give them credit, but I have no idea who that is. So, <laughs> what's funny is the the worst or the best advice I received actually came from the worst advice, which is going to sound really weird. But we were in a therapy session when we were almost divorcing, and uh, my our therapist at a church said, uh, and this is a, whatever it was, what it was. But he said, you know, sometimes divorce is just an option. And that was what he said to us as help. And it was like a light bulb went off. I was like, wait, it's an option. And it kind of made it be like, oh, it's a choice. Like Mm -hmm. I can choose. Oh, Mm -hmm. wait a minute. And that was one of the most pivotal moments for us or for me anyway, Mm -hmm. was realizing like, oh, divorce is an option as in, I don't have to choose it. (laughs) Right. Choose something else. And so in a way, the worst advice kind of became the best advice. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good. That's a great perspective on it. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah. My best advice is somewhat along a different line, but um, at a bridal shower before our first baby was born, everybody wrote down advice on little cards on motherhood and whatever. And somebody wrote, remember you're a wife before you're a mother. Or you were a wife before you were a mother. Mm -hmm. And uh, that just kind of put it in perspective for me because it's so easy when you have a newborn to totally focus on this little being that needs you so much. But uh, like, yeah, I'm a wife too. Mm. And I was a wife first. And I think that helped me in just remembering priorities. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. he's the one that 18 years from now is still going to be in that house with you too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Sounds like you're speaking from experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The yeah. little ones, hopefully you're raising them to be taxpayers and move on. And um, yeah. Yeah. you want to just... and and. And that example strengthens the kids for legacies. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. that that's your legacy that you leave is that strong marriage that you sh- you're showing to the kids. And hopefully mm-hmm. that continues on for generations. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I really like how that advice differentiates our different roles, because as I was talking before about identity, finding out who we are, I don't. I don't believe that we are just one person. Mm-hmm. Like I may be Seth, I'm a dad, a son, a father, a worker, a therapist. And as I wear those different hats, I can fully sit into those. So there's a time to be only a wife. Well, not for me. <laughs> interesting. So breaking news. Yeah, break, breaking news. Uh, Melanie, this is news. I wanted to debut it on the Sex Marriage Radio. No, no, there is a time to be a healthy wife, a healthy mother, a healthy worker. And when those boundaries are really clear, in my opinion, that's when we can move and thrive and fully sit into those roles that Mm -hmm. we have. And that does build, I mean, we'll think about what that models for our our children. Mm -hmm. Clear boundaries. Oh, this is mom and dad time. This is whatever time. Mm -hmm. And hopefully that that does leave a legacy for them and teach them things that they can carry on into their lives. I wish I had gotten that advice. Let's oh, just boy. be real. <laughs> yeah, that's good because that that kind of, that goes against the child centric culture mm-hmm. and dynamic mm-hmm. we've got I right now that. in our society. I mean, it's for sure a thing in the states. I'm assuming it's similar in Canada that you guys aren't totally you know wacky more than us you know or vice versa we might be a little more wacky than you but um i think so but for those of people that are listening you know because I, I think in a lot of cultures and for sure here in the western culture it there has been the trend of kids are priority and it's kid centric yeah. and it's hover yeah. parent and it's helicopter parent and then i even just came across the snowplow parent where we're removing all of there's a Canadian mm. reference for you since it's north. Okay. Um, I, I haven't right. heard that one. Well, it's where you remove all the obstacles for your children, where you just make mm. life easy for them so they don't learn how to wow. struggle through things and solve things themselves. Wow. And mm-hmm. yeah. so it's it's one of those, it's so easy to get lost in all the different dynamics, like you're talking about, Seth, of I'm more than just one role in in my world and in my life. I'm a lot. And mm-hmm. so how do I make sure... I think of it in terms of, and this is something I would I would spin towards um, good advice that I came across years ago was there's no such thing as multitasking, it's sequential mm-hmm. tasking, and that's not mm-hmm. necessarily a marriage re- advice specifically, 
but it's human advice <laughs> that that it's how how do I learn to be better sequential, which would mean like what you're talking about, Seth, of how do I be in the role I'm in now? How do I do that? And I'm engaged in it and I'm involved. And then I move to the next role as the mm-hmm. day unfolds. And then I'm with my family and I'm, I'm that. And then I'm with my kids and I'm that. And then I'm with my wife and I'm that. And, and I can I'm kind of mm-hmm. seem more seamlessly go through those rather than how do I juggle mm-hmm. all of this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one thing I wanted to say too, with the baby thing, which this is going to sound off topic for a second, but um, when you're a mom and or uh, any parent and you spend all day with your little one, you're getting like all of that, the chemicals all the time. Like, oh, this baby's happy. It makes me feel good, blah, blah, blah. And then by the time your spouse comes home, you don't need any chemicals. Mm-hmm. You've had them all day mm-hmm. from that little baby. Mm-hmm. Even if the day was hard, you get all of these like love chemical things going on. And then your spouse come home and you're like, meh whatever, just, you know, I don't need, I don't need that. And so it is, I think it's helpful. It goes right along the lines of that advice that like, there are separate times when you're a mom and a separate time when you're a wife and to find that balance and know that your, your partner hasn't had chemicals all day of baby love Mm -hmm. and they need your chemicals now. And I I wish that I had learned that. I don't know. I thought that was really Mm -hmm. profound when I heard it on Esther Perel podcast. It was Mm -hmm. really good. Yeah. I almost envisioned, could we wear a sign that kind of shows our chemical quotient and where we are and percentages? <laughs> like and- one of those shirts, like a hypercolor shirt. Right. You know, <laughs> like a mood ring or something. <laughs> a mood ring. Yeah. A relationship mood ring. There you go. Now available at Sexy Marriage Radio. Hey, or hey. Anatomy of Marriage or <laughs> Only You Forever. Right. On sale now. Get, get them while they last. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So any last little things that will help change uh, someone's that's listening to this that they're like, oh, man, I've, I've believed that I've thought that. I mean, what yeah. what what are, what are we still how, how do we kind of wrap this up to to kind of make it something that's real practical, usable? I think all of this stuff is absolutely because yeah. mm-hmm. that's the thing, mm-hmm. you know, self-disclosure. That's the thing that draws me to you guys' work is mm-hmm. it's, it's practical, it's real, it's honest, it's behind mm-hmm. the scenes. It's not just this mm-hmm. clinical, here's what I, here's what I read. What do you, you know, but it's mm-hmm. a, no, 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 there, here's what I've read and mm-hmm. here's how it plays out in my life. And mm-hmm. here's how, right. Here's how this goes. Yeah. So what's any, any last little things we need to share? Yeah. I, I, I think I, something along. Oh. Sorry, Seth. Sorry, go, ahead. go Caleb. I was just going to say, I think something along those lines is the, uh, uh, I remember somebody telling me once, nothing comes out of a vacuum. And again, we're kind of very socialized in our world, especially as men, to think that women are irrational and men are rational. Women are emotional and men are not emotional, right? But uh, Mm -hmm. understanding nothing comes out of a vacuum, it just makes room to sit and listen to your spouse Mm -hmm. and understand what they're thinking, understand what they're feeling, and that there is, there's something behind it. It's worth diving in. it just opens the up. Op- it makes room for engagement, for curiosity. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really, really valuable for. I love that phrase, age. curiosity. If we could have that yeah. more in our marriage about our spouse of just, I'm curious. Yeah. That, yeah. that's that a, intimacy. That's a whole different connotation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's good. I have two things. One just came to my mind. In, in grad school, we learned this, this principle. And it's called, it's an acronym, ORCA. And that stands for openness respect, curiosity, and accountability. And that was more in a therapeutic context mm-hmm. that we learned that. However, I'm just translating that into 
the marriage piece and, and what you were saying, Caleb, about being, being curious, being open, being respectful, and also being accountability, having accountability to your spouse and towards yeah. a, a, a friend and support group within community, wherever you find community. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just, that was kind of poignant that came to me. And another thing, and this is one huge thing that we try to do with our podcast, we try to normalize things. Because when we feel, oh, what, what we just went through is fairly normal and couples are willing to share it. And I think what makes our podcast cool or whatever, I don't know, is we went through a lot of this stuff and us talking about it normalizes it. And that was one of the greatest things about Sexy Marriage Radio. I've you know, been listening to it for years and you guys normalize yeah sex within marriage and you can do this and this and oh this happens it's it's completely normal mm-hmm. we're all going through the same thing mm-hmm. however only a, a handful of people are talking about it and when when we can come from a perspective of we've been through this we know a little bit about it let's normalize it people eat that up they mm-hmm. feel like we're not crazy we're not normal <laughs> our marriage Absolutely. isn't completely yeah you know, nuts or whatever. That's just been so helpful. Yeah. I had an analogy that just came into my mind or like a visualization that I think is really helpful. Um, I would suggest that couples um, try to find the biggest, most awkward table in your house and try to put it into another room and, and realize that you have to work as a team. Mm -hmm. That was what we struggled with forever was I was saying to Seth, move the table. What? Move it by yourself. I'm supposed to just, I'm a woman. I don't have to lift heavy things. But I didn't realize that that's what a marriage takes. It takes like two people working hard and to their strengths as Mm -hmm. well. So maybe Mm -hmm. Seth was like, I'm going to push this table as hard as I can through this door. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. We need to turn it to fit through the door better. And it takes both of our strengths. Maybe mm-hmm. it's his physical strength and my mental strength. I'm so smart. Um, something, that's, you know an what inter- I mean? that's an but- interesting picture you're painting there, Melody. I'm just kind of watching. But uh, just that idea of like, that is what a marriage takes. Mm-hmm. A healthy marriage. We have an interdependence on one another that that is... Um, that we, it doesn't need to be negative. I think a lot of times that's painted in a negative way. So mm. how do you carry your end of the table? That's my question. Oh, there's, I can oh, see yeah. it now. How do you carry, I was trying to think of a bumper sticker with the acronym in it, but I'm not even going to try to add that up because apparently strength, you know, mental strength is not my forte apparently. So, um, all right. So guys, I have to say thank you for yeah. coming along this journey. Um, I do want to offer just a little bit of time here at the end. Uh, tell, so Seth and Melanie, give everybody how they find you and the anatomy of marriage. Mm-hmm. So our podcast is anatomy of marriage and you can find it on iTunes. We have a website and it's anatomyofmarriage.com, mm-hmm. and it's that easy. And yeah. you guys on do Facebook. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And you guys do seasons. Is that kind of how it's yeah. unfolding? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Seasons and listener questions and all of that kind of stuff. And it follows our story and we interview professionals like you and mm-hmm. other people. So, Perfect. Yeah. Okay. And then Caleb and Verlinda, how do they find only you forever? Onlyyouforever.com is our website, and our podcast is called The Marriage Podcast for Smart People. It's perfect. We publish weekly, and you can find us on iTunes and any of the major distributors. Yeah, I love it. And for those of you that are Sexy Marriage Radio Nation, um, check them out if you haven't, because it's good stuff. It does make you smarter. It does normalize your weirdness and craziness and, and adds things in there that allow you to think and realize, hey, this is what marriage is. And so this has been fun. Thank you guys for joining us. 
And so for all of you that have taken Thanks the time. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So those of you that take the time out of your day to spend it with us, um, I have to say thank you. And um, if we left something undone, let us know. Feedback at sexymergeradio.com. We'll see you next time.